This is Punk Rock and Politics, and today is January 31st, 2017, and this is episode number six. Let's do this. These days are strange, it's true. I would bomb the shit out of them. If you think that punk rock doesn't mix with politics, you're wrong. Welcome to Punk Rock and Politics. Today we're talking to the band After the Burn about the DNC, Bernie Sanders, and medical marijuana. So let's get to the political mosh pit. But first, here's the news of the week. Here's what's making news. The first week of the Trump administration is met with another round of protests. These protests, mainly based on President Trump's executive order on the completion of the Keystone XL, the Dakota Access Pipeline, and the immigration ban signed as an executive order, a huge setback for environmental activists, the water protectors, and immigration activists. With one executive order, President Trump imposed a 90-day immigration ban on seven primarily Muslim countries, including Syria, where millions have been displaced due to the civil war that has been ongoing since 2011. Worldwide, 60 million people are displaced according to the United Nations, making it the most since World War II. More news on the immigration executive order. Sally Yates, the acting attorney general, ordered federal lawyers not to defend President Trump's immigration ban, and she was fired and replaced only a few hours later. In a news release, the White House said Yates betrayed the Department of Justice by refusing to enforce a legal order designated to protect the citizens of the United States. Trump named in her place Dana Bowie who is the U.S. Attorney General for the Eastern District of Virginia. Bowie said that he will enforce Trump's executive order until he is replaced by Senator Jeff Sessions. Scientists moved the doomsday clock to three minutes till midnight, making it the closest it's been till the end of days since the 1950s. Scientists cited climate change, world instability, the new Trump administration, and nuclear weapons as reason for moving the clock 30 seconds closer to midnight. Only three minutes left. And that's the news of the week! In my never-ending search to find amazing music online, I stumbled across a band called After the Burn. I was able to talk to Michael and Mike, the lead vocalist and guitarist of the band, about their music, the DNC, Bernie Sanders, medical marijuana, and the pharmaceutical industry. After the Burn are four dudes whose songs are fed by angst and turmoil. They serve up catchy songs about broken dreams while leading pretty normal lives along the New Jersey shore. But before we get to the interview, let's check out one of their songs. Here's The Burn by After the Burn.
All right, and that was The Burn by After The Burn. And we actually have Mike and Michael here, who's the guitarist and uh, the lead, uh, lead vocals for the band. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Good, good. How are you guys? We're chilling. <laughs> man, we just uh, got off of playing a show. Uh, we're chilling in my basement. We're uh, doing a bunch of work. So Nice. Uh, okay, oh, yeah. I knew you were doing a show. I, I didn't know you just finished. How did it go? This show was last night. Um, it was for for our record release, and it it was what it went well. We had a good turnout and a lot of a lot of friends hanging out and you know just enjoying the scene. So cool. And was that for your new album, The Frustrate on Repeat? Yes, that was uh, the release for that. Awesome, nice. Yeah, I really dig the sound off the new album. Um, I really also like the album um, with the conspiracy and the burn on it. You guys really have that New Jersey sound. Oh, do you guys? No, not really. We've, no? I, we've heard New Jersey or we hear SoCal. Okay. We get California yeah. comparisons. Yeah, the, the first time I, I remember hearing, the first time I heard that we had like a Jersey sound was, was when we were in Brooklyn. When we played Brooklyn, which was last week. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what that means, like the Jersey sound. Is that like, uh, like, like, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. No, I, that's funny. Uh, Bruce, uh, the Springsteen, he is pure New Jersey, though. Um, no, I would consider it me like the whole, um, I don't know, that indie rock kind of long, long Island and New Jersey sound. There's just there's a lot of really good bands with that sound. And you guys kind of have it. And I just that's been coming out of that area recently because. I we're I'm from Southern California down here. We have a lot, you know. We've been producing pop punk bands forever. So yes, forever. When I yeah, forever. So whenever I hear anything different, I'm always you know I kind of light up and I'm like, ooh, this is new, you know. So I liked it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so let, let's get a little bit of the music stuff out of the way. So, how did the band come about, and what's your inspiration? Go for it. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. Like this is. Uh, we've well, been... we played in separate bands for like over twenty years. Yeah, Mike and I have been like we've known each other for years through the scene. Um, I was playing in a band at the time called Sine Waves, and Mike was playing in a band called Otis's Gunstash. Um, and both bands kind of like fell apart at about the same time. Um, I remember I got in touch with Mike about possibly joining up with me. Uh, in sine waves and then he mentioned that he had this other project going on um and wanted to know if i would come in and and you know give it a listen because they were looking for a singer um and i remember i went to practice i thought the songs were really cool you know i mean again i've known mike since the 90s um you know so it wasn't it i wasn't surprised that i liked it um yeah. Yeah. And then we basically just made it. I made a decision to join up with these guys, and then we started writing songs. Cool. And when when was that? So when did the band form? Was that like 2014? Uh, twenty. It was the end of 2013. It was okay. like the summer of oh, 2013. Wow. Yeah, because wow. we played. My band Signways played a show, um, and it didn't go as well as maybe you you know you hope. <laughs> yeah. And. Yeah. You know, you know, some guys, some of the guys in the band maybe not like practicing so much. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, definitely. <laughs> you you can hear it, man. I uh, I went to a show 
um, the the last podcast was about a, a show I went to, the anti inaugural ball, and um, the very last band that played was Faceless, I believe. They're from here in San Diego, but mm-hmm. they're they're a more of a metal type punk. But wow, they were tight. So you you could tell when people practice because you're like, wow, they're tight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that's impressive. You're talking to care about their songs. Yeah, too. yeah. Especially if there's passion involved in that, definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well. I want to, I, I mean, like I said, I really, I really digged your guys' music and that was one of the reasons why I reached out to have you on here. So, um, I, I want to play another song. We're going to play uh conspiracy. This is off your previous album. Um, uh, we're going to hear conspiracy and then we'll come back and talk to, uh, Michael and Mike from after the burn. So here's conspiracy. conspiracy by after the burn so guys let's let's get to uh some punk rock and politics here um so some people would say speaking of conspiracies that it was a conspiracy that um the democratic party basically kicked bernie sanders out and selected a corporate democrat you know hillary so what's your thoughts on that well yeah that's what it seems to be i mean from everything that you know i was paying attention i was a big bernie fan Mm -hmm. um 
and it really seemed like he was getting a you know he had a lot of followers you know like he was mm-hmm. really had an awesome movement going um and it just really seemed like it was just kind of like stolen away you know yes. yeah or, and and kind of like given to Hillary for whatever reason you know i don't know she's rich she's been in politics you know she is part of this the system yep. you know yeah. and uh you know then you see some of the emails that come out and, i mean i did i didn't read them extensively oh gee. you know those emails basically kind of validated everything that all the bernie supporters were saying for the past what yes. six nine months <laughs> oh, yeah yeah and you know it was pretty and i think that is really what turned everybody off to her it just that's what led to Trump being president. It, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. And that's how we got Trump. Because, I mean, from how I saw it, there's just there's no enthusiasm um, for Hillary whatsoever. And I know I don't your see state. Much enthusiasm huh? for Trump either. It doesn't yeah. seem like yeah. enthusiasm for our president now. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I think definitely here in uh, the blue, the blue states. And I mean, I'm pretty sure up there, I know you guys, I mean, I know you do have Chris Christie <laughs> as governor. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, especially after that whole bridge debacle, right? <laughs> yeah. Really? How else, how else, is, how else is he out there? <laughs> like give us some, uh, you know, you guys are, you guys would have some local, uh, local feedback. Uh, I don't like nobody. Nobody really likes him. You know, he took a bunch of money away from teachers, from pensions, and money from cops. You know, he's kind of kind of a jerk. Is you he know? very anti-union? Is that? He is. Yeah, he is very anti-union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was like bragging about breaking up the teachers' union and taking money away from them. So. Yeah, I think it was name calling them a little bit back then. Yeah, uh, you know, he's just a loudmouth. I think that's like his allure, you know, and you know, he's like, he's a straight talker. Yeah. Yeah. He tells it as it is. He's, and then he turns out to be, there's a lot of Trump in him, you know? Oh yeah. Shady bastard. That's all he is. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, uh, he was one of the first like mainstream Republicans to back Trump. If, if you, I'm sure you guys remember. Out of here soon. <laughs> he needed. A, he's gonna need a he job. Need another somewhere. job, man. Well, he's not getting one. I I thought if anyone was gonna get the attorney general slot, it was gonna be him. But Trump snubbed him, just like he snubbed uh, Giuliani and a bunch of of uh, these other early supporters of his, well, which think, is really interesting. Didn't he have a beef or something? Like uh, there one was of his a- family members got arrested or something. What the hell was that? It was like a scandal. Which oh Giuliani. Yeah, one of, no, one of... Uh, oh, Christie's? Christie with Trump, one of Trump's uh, family members. Christie, uh, like, uh, threw him under the bus. That's basically... Oh, really? I'm, the, yeah. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was all about. I don't remember that. Oh, and then that basically is what the bad blood... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was bad blood. Wow. Yeah, well, Trump, you. I mean, you could tell that guy holds... Uh, he'll hold the grudge, you know. Oh, yeah, it's going to be very grudge-filled presidency. <laughs> you want to see what the United States is probably going to look like after four years of Trump? Go look at Atlantic City. 
<laughs> you well, you got well. You're you're a lot closer to Atlantic City than I am over here in Southern California. Tell tell me how it is, how it looks over there. It's terrible. Everything is. All the casinos have been getting shut down. Yeah, a lot of people sad. are losing their jobs. It's sad what they're doing down there. You got a high crime rate because people are trying to survive. Yep. I mean, it's, it's complete. It's like a dystopian it's completely yeah. over there you know there was at one point they were going to lose their garbage men and cops for a little while oh jeez, they had no money in the budget to even keep them going wow <laughs> that's it's almost like uh detroit almost you know but just close probably not that far down um have you guys ever been to vegas by any chance i've been to vegas once or twice i'm sure can't I... really remember <laughs> <laughs> Well, then you had a good trip then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I don't, I've never been to Atlantic City, but I kind of imagine it more of a smaller version than Vegas. I could be wrong. Uh, uh, Atlantic, it's, no. kind of, it's like uh, you, you have, um, like, Venice Beach boardwalks, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like all of, all of those casinos are on the, right on the boardwalk. On the boardwalk, and then you have your amusement park over there, a small one. Okay, but no, it doesn't look like that anymore. Now it yeah. looks like, and I mean just... that sounds like such a nice area to go. I mean, a theme park on the boardwalk, it's, and it's like, how is it failing? You know, there's there's cool things to do. I mean, there's there's a, a the boneyard is down there. It's a great venue. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people in the town that are trying to do good. There's a know? lot of potential still there. It's just there's no money. Yeah. You know, and can't draw people into that area because they're scared of the neighborhoods and the crime rate. Yeah, they don't want to go to, you know, go down there for. And then there's lack of jobs, too. So. Well, yeah, I mean, what was the Taj Mahal? Was that the last one? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think that was was Trump's, right? Wasn't he on that one? What else are you going to do down there if the casinos are gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, when uh, when one city is dependent on one um, revenue source and it, it leaves, I mean, it just it destroys that entire city. You could see that, like yeah. like I was saying, Detroit and apparently Atlantic City. That's it's sad. Yeah, it's definitely sad. You know, I mean, they have a lot of shopping there, but yeah, yeah. That's well, that's that's pretty much all we have now in America, right? Is shopping, <laughs> consumerism, yeah, like. Shop- let's go shopping and we'll put it on the credit card because we don't have enough money to pay our mortgage but we really really need a new pair of shoes yeah i like i gotta get that bigger tv you know oh i need the big tv man like you you need the big tv yeah Uh yeah it's it's almost horrible though because it's almost like um that because our our society is a consumerism society, so it's almost like if we would stop that, our our uh, economy would slow down. It's kind of just like how it's built. It's built for destruction in a way. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you spend all of your time working to get this money to pay for this stuff. You know, like you don't. You then you're not. You, you lose out on living. You know. Like, hey, what's food? Yes. I got a pair of shoes, but I got no food in the house. Yeah. Or you're working two jobs 50 hours a week and you don't have time to hang out with your kids or just go have uh, fun. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. want to. I have kids and, you know, I want to be home with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like two rad little dudes, you know, like 
got to teach them about life. Nice. Like, that's important. Yeah, you got to be there. You got to be there for your kids, man. That's yeah. like, I mean, that's, you know, that's your number one job. So number one when, job. And, you know, and you, and, but then you also have to provide for them. So it's, it's tough for parents because it, it really pulls them um, in two different directions, you know? Especially in Jersey, yeah. Hey, speaking of speaking of your kids, I was um I was checking out your um YouTube page, and you guys got to put up more music, man, on there, like a another a video or something. I'll I'll link it on mine. But uh, I saw you posted a video. You played like an acoustic song. I did. On, I you, a- yeah, you're like my kids are sleeping. I got to do this really good. I was like, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doing the, doing the daddy thing and the musician thing, dude. That rock on. Sometimes I put them to, like my my little guy. Like I'll play some Frank Turner uh, songs, and he'll fall asleep. I'm not sure if it's because the songs like are like lullaby-ish, or he's just bored to death. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever works, you know. <laughs> Whatever works. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he goes to sleep, you know. Yeah. Speaking of videos, though, we're actually uh, we're going to be shooting a video nice. next uh, next Saturday for the the song Paradise Hell that's on Frustrate on repeat. Perfect. Um, yeah, we're going to be hearing that song uh, in a little bit. Yeah, cool. And uh, it's going to be our first video. So is but... that is that like your um, single off this new EP? Yeah, that's the one that we identified as a single. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's probably the the, the poppiest of the bunch but yeah i was definitely thinking it's definitely um it's definitely is more poppy than your previous the previous ep that song yes but it still sound it still has the same sound so i really enjoy when i run across bands who have a few albums out because i find you know on the second album and especially the third they really start to discover their sound and mm. you know we're on the road there we're on the road there we got a couple of new songs that we're working on that we're really stoked about um so now we just got to play shows and break in some money so we could pay for it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> well that's that's what it's all about right you know it's a hustle yeah well um uh, how speaking of all the all the music how if uh if people who are listening to this podcast how can they check out your music um you can find us on bandcamp uh, after the burn dot bandcamp dot com that's where we have um, our first and current EP. And even a live demo. We have a live demo. That's yeah, From even from the beginning. Probably from the, fir- the first, first couple of practices. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that the first album that's on there or the first EP? Um, that's a, the black and white cover that just says After the Burn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I recorded it with my, with my iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it doesn't sound that bad actually for recording with your iPhone. It's whatever the hell. Oh, that was a, de- a device thing. You got a little record. It's all right. It's not Same bad. Thing. A Still, lot. Of the- I mean, that's yeah. I think of- that's lacking in so much music now. Um, they'll record everything and everything's so crystal perfect that it almost loses that raw like feeling. You know. Uh, we're raw cool. all the time. We're sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. Come see us live. We're raw. We're hey, raw. well, if you, after a few beers, man, no one really notices, you know. So you, uh, you notice. That's why we. Well, that's why we go on. We try to go on later early. while everybody is. Yeah. Well, they're a little bit more tipsy, you know. Oh, well, we go on early for us, so we don't. 
you know, overindulged, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, it's better to go on later when the, the, the crowd is a little, a little sauced. Yeah. They start having a little more fun. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You got to You got to get them when they're, uh, when they're in that mood. So, all right, well, I want to just hit on like one more issue before we head out. Cause, um, in November out here in California, we passed, um, and I believe Massachusetts also passed recreational marijuana, um, and I know, I believe it's 26 states now have um, uh, medical marijuana available. Uh, it, does New Jersey have medical? Yeah, we have medical, but you got to be dying to get it. Yeah. Oh, really? It's it, tough. It's not, it's not like used over here for like people with PTSD and you know, there's far good uses for it. But it's like literally because of Christie, you got to be on your deathbed to get it. Oh, see that that bastard <laughs> again. Dude, here he goes. Yeah, he yeah. pretty much vowed that he'll never make it legal because he believes it. Uh, it's a gateway drug. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. and that, that was why I was worried if he was going to become attorney general. Like, that was, you know, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then that pump all those pharmaceuticals into people. Yes, I yes, yeah. So it, what's so what's your guys's uh, view on like medical marijuana and um, it's possibilities to help people versus the pharmaceutical industry well for one thing it's going to knock the hell out of pharmaceuticals because it could be used as a painkiller yeah it could be used for depression mm-hmm. it could be used for arthritis i mean it's there's so many epilepsy even, yeah there's so many even common things that women when they experience you know their monthly friend i mean you don't even have to smoke it there's so many other ways to ingest it yeah that you the know, oils you, you know you can rub the rub oil on a you know a can- cancerous tumor on your arm and it basically just like breaks it apart yeah. and heals it and i, I believe so, that's it's the, insane I, the c that's the cbd aspect of that's the marriage which is non um uh hallucinogenic or there's no high involved it's all it's the derivative from a male plant yeah. uh-huh. most of those mm-hmm. Which, like, especially with news on anybody that's experiencing seizures. Yeah. Which was did you hear recently? I believe it was the DEA. Didn't they um, make that a Schedule One drug, the CBD? Yeah, I believe I think they it's did. They made it. Yeah, I did see yeah, something about did. that. I didn't read that article, but I did see that. Yeah, I don't know if it's is- the uh, DEA or the FDA. I believe it's the FDA, but some one of the one organizations. I think it was only like three months ago. Yeah, I remember seeing that recently, which is it's concerning. You yeah, know? yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't. They, you know what? The pharmaceutical company they they're gonna say anything natural is a threat. Mm. Anybody can grow it. You know, I believe there's a there is a cure for cancer. They're not gonna give it out. There's too much money tied in. There's yes. a cure for HIV. I believe that they're not gonna give up that money. There's too much, you know, involved with them. Uh, Death with facilities with you know it's it's just a huge business. Yeah, I, yeah, it's um, I the common saying they don't want you know um they don't want to cure they want or they don't want to cure the thing they want just more customers essentially. They control it. I they mean, want more. Co- that's what what it is. You know, they see their patients as customers. Look how exactly some of these people with HIV are living nowadays compared to when yeah. the '80s when it first started to break out. And how fast these poor people were dying off now, they can live considerably a long, regular life 
but they're hooked on meds. So there's there's that thing right there too. It's like they're going to constantly keep putting that money into. It's going to the cost them millions just to stay alive. You know, that's their customer. You yeah. want to live, you better stay on yeah. these. You know. Yeah, you want to live, you're going to pay thirteen thousand dollars for an injection that you need <laughs> one. And then you have those little the the capitalist asshole like uh, Martin Squick, I believe it was who and that was wasn't he had AIDS drugs wasn't it that he spiked the price on? Oh uh, yeah, that, that kid. kid. Yeah, yep, the pharma pharma bro is how everyone. Yeah, yeah. What was it like seven hundred dollars? He pushed yeah. it up. To- yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, people pay for it. I know. I mean, thankfully, there's enough social outrage that I think he reversed it, or there, you know, they it, it brought attention. But I mean, that kind of stuff happens all the time, and no one says anything. It does, and it's unfortunate that it does because, like, it's just you know, America's built kind of that way it's capitalist it's corporate it's greedy you know and if you have something that you can monetize you know you just go ahead and do it you know especially if it's gonna if it's the difference between someone living and dying yeah you go to senior citizens medicine cabinet and look at how much they you know these doctors put them on this that this that this and that and each prescription is like through the roof yeah it's amazing that, you know, not every elderly person could actually afford to pay for a medication. That's why you got a lot of sick people dying. You know, it's it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it, it's almost, I mean, I see it as a reflection of our society, which you said it's a shame. So, but, you know, we'll hopefully in time things will change. I am actually... Um, very optimistic just because like how we were talking earlier um about bernie and about how many people he had following him i was shocked actually you you know it was huge it was huge (laughs) yeah yep yeah Yeah. i was i was super hopeful Uh uh-huh um i was really hopeful that i was like he could do it he could take this he could you know he can knock hillary out because i was i was deathly afraid of hillary clinton yeah me too yeah um like, I was afraid of her. Yeah. I was afraid of all of them except for Bernie, man. Yeah. Trump, Trump, Trump at first, I'm going to be honest. When I saw him running, I thought it was a freaking joke. Oh, yeah. Everyone did. Oh, Everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, this guy's just trying to get himself some promotion for his TV mm-hmm. program. Yeah. Some bullshit he's involved with. <clears throat> and then the, all of a sudden, to watch this bastard just keep growing <laughs> bigger. and It's scary. Yeah. It was freaking scary. And I'm thinking to myself, at the very end, uh, he ain't gonna get it. He's yeah. not gonna get it. And then to, dude, we, I'm we still had to, look like can't believe we had a, got it. We were at band practice on election on election night, talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yes, it's happening. We're gonna have to deal with a Clinton and all of a sudden, hell no. Yeah. I, I when I came home, I walked in and I, I asked my wife. I'm like, so how's it? How's the, the election going? Like, did Hillary win yet? And he's like winning, and she was like, uh, Trump's winning. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no one saw it, and the and the media was telling us for six months that Hillary, like, she's already has it. She already won. It's already in the bag. Well, yeah, that's how they made you feel like it was going down. <laughs> and I think that's part of like, the DNC conspiracy yes. you know, email stuff. Like, they're they're just you know, if you just put it out there over and over again, like, people might believe it to yeah. be true even no, though it's definitely, false definitely alternative facts 
Dude, people totally, especially if it's coming from, you know, a quote-unquote credible source, they'll they'll just take it. They won't even do any research into it at all. Oh, no. no. Just, at least the only, the silver lining on Trump, well, I've been saying this for, for a while, is, I mean, he's going to get people out in the streets, people to protest and um, unite against him. Whereas if it was Hillary, everyone would just go back to sleep for another four or eight years, like they did under Obama. There's going to be a lot of... A lot more activity uh, well, it's for, already for the next four right? years. There's yeah. going to be a lot more activity, and hopefully people wake up, and instead of posting, oh, I don't like this on Facebook, they'll actually go do something. You know? right. Definitely. Right. Definitely. That's, that's, uh, that's why I started this podcast, basically, is because um, – I mean, you know, I, I, well, one, I wanted to promote a lot of cool musicians and good music that I found online. And also I thought it would be good to get people's perspectives, um, on what's going on and, you know, are, you know, what, how musicians tie politics into their music. I wanted to get that from you guys. So I I think it's good. You guys are playing music and you're willing to come on a show like this and talk about it. That's what we need to do is talk more in our country. Yeah, especially with Let's yeah. Talk. <laughs> well, hey, you guys came on and did it, man. Thanks a lot. I mean, especially people who uh, we don't agree with. I'm, I, I really, I want to find a Trump supporter, and uh, you know, some musician who's a Trump supporter. I want to come on. I want him to talk, talk to him or her, play their music. You know, because I, I, I yeah. think it's about encouraging a dialogue. You know, it's all about talk. It, you know, it's all about talk, talking. Whether or not you agree with the other person, you know, you could still have a a debate and an argument, you know, that doesn't get, you know, necessarily like loud and, you know, yeah, it could say civil, it could get loud, but it could still it could be civil. Loud. It's a, yeah. a, a good loud civil debates fun sometimes. <laughs> You've seen a few on the daily show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, yeah, I, I kept you guys here long enough, but Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by. Hey, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I know, like I said, it's it's great to talk, and it's easy to talk to cool dudes like you guys and, um, and you know, playing some of your awesome music. So thanks yeah. again for yep. stopping by, yep. Mike and Michael from After the Burn. Yep, thanks. After yeah, thank you. We're going to have one more by After the Burn. Uh, this is off your new EP, which is out now, correct? Yeah, new EP, uh, Frustrated on Repeat. Frustrated on uh, Repeat, yeah. This is going to be, uh, I guess, Paradise Hell. Par- yeah, Paradise Hell. So go check it out online. We'll have links um, in all the descriptions. And check out After the Burn. Here we go. Paradise Hell. See you guys. Later. Later, man.
Thanks for checking out Punk Rock and Politics. If you enjoyed the show and the information brought to you, please like and share the video. Thanks. We'll see you next time. And rock on, political junkies. I think our all our society is run by insane people for insane objects and objectives. Doing a better job of talking to children. The left hand now knows what the right hand is doing. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you.